I had to shake him on my last case, Big O don't play. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hawks Podcast. I'm one of your three hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. We have two other hunks on the line, and we have a very special guest tonight. So we are super pumped, and we are just ready to go. As we kind of get closer to show season, you know, these are the types of things we talk about. Everybody's excited. There's a lot of buzz. So our guest for tonight um, is obviously going to bring a lot of that as well. So before we start, uh, the two hunks we have on, Mr. Donnie Swink. Good evening, boys. Good evening, sir. Up, looking, Donnie? Looking spry, baby. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. You know me, I'm a dirty troller, and we got a good guest for that. <laughs> you are a dirty troller. All right. We also have Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. Very very glad to be here tonight. I'm glad to have uh, have a, an honored guest to, to talk about it, one of the upcoming shows here. Yeah, we're super excited. So just to kind of get right into it, the guest that we have here tonight, uh, if you fish for muskies, particularly, I mean, not just in this region, but particularly in this region, you probably own quite a few of these baits. Um, You've definitely heard about these baits. Um, Our guest puts a ton of people through the door at these shows, one of probably the best bait makers in the country. He won't admit to that, super humble. Uh, but along those same lines, uh, this guy is also involved in the New York Muskie Expo very heavily. Let's say probably one of the fathers of that at this point. And our guest for the, this evening is none other than Zach Baker from Baker Bates. What's Good up, evening, Zach? Gentlemen. Good evening, gentlemen. Also, all the Muskie Hunk listeners out there, uh, absolute pleasure to be on and uh, super appreciative that you know, you let Steve and I use this platform to, you know, talk about the show. So thank you. Yeah, man. We're excited to have you tonight. Talk Absolutely. about the, uh, the New York Muskie Expo. So uh, before we start into that a little bit, you know, Zach, you've, uh, you know, you obviously have your bait company. You know, we're not going to focus on that tonight, but, you know, what, uh, you know, how are things going with, uh, with you up there in New York? Hey, we've uh, this winter, we've had the nicest weather of, of any winter that I remember building through. I mean, nice enough that, you know, once a week I question, you know, whether I want to go out fishing or not instead of working. So that's uh, that's a nice thing. I think we're 40 inches below our average uh, snowfall. So, you know, uh, being a New Yorker, I can deal with that. Um, wintertime, wintertime uh, you know, building, building. Uh, doing the sh- doing the shows. Uh, wintertime actually passes pretty quick uh, around here, and you know that's a good thing. I'm not the biggest fan of winter. These shows so- come up pretty quick, especially for a guy like you. I mean, you're building. I mean, you build a lot. You bring a lot of baits to. You know, you're, we got the New York show coming up, and then what other shows are you going to be doing? Because we are going to focus on just the New York show. But what what else are you doing? Yeah, if you're if you're looking for you know any of my baits, um, Steve Gold from Trophy Time is doing me uh doing a huge favor for me he's going to bring some down to ohio at the end of this month um a week later on february 4th and 5th um at the chautauqua inn and suites we have the new york muskie expo um after that i'll see i should see all you guys in pittsburgh hopefully 
And then um, I'll have some baits up at the Odyssey. And after that, hopefully it's a nice little, uh, you know, get a nice little break, maybe go down to Pennsylvania and do some of that wonderful fishing you guys have down there and, uh, you know, start enjoying life. Start I didn't realize life. you went to the Odyssey. Do you do you do the Odyssey every year? No, I'm, I'm sending baits with the St. Lawrence Muskie shop. Oh, okay, cool. So they're, they're going to go up to the Odyssey for me and, um, you know, it just makes life a lot easier. Um, no, it's uh, dealing, dealing with Kenny up in the St. Lawrence Muskie shop. He's located on the reservation right, right on the St. Lawrence. So he's able to ship to Canada and ship to the United States. So, you know, he's, it's been an avenue for me to be able to get more of my baits, you know, north of the border. Um, you know, it's, Kenny's been a, a great person. St. Lawrence Muskie Shop, you know, they come down to the shows. I was talking to him today. And, uh, you know, he might do the Muskie Max, but he brings a ton of baits to the New York show. And, uh, you know, great person, great products. I'm excited to have him. Yeah, he brought he brought up he brought a lot of baits uh, to to the show last year. Yeah, and and what's nice it help it helps balance out our load. Without you there this year, Owen, we're struggling for bucktails. Oh, is that right? right? That is right. Um, the only bucktails we're going to have are from the St. Lawrence Muskie Shop. So you know we're going to be missing out on those nice hand tied marabou. You know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you know the custom stuff. You know, oh, yeah. um, you will be missed. You know, it's sad that you're not going to be there. Hopefully, you know, the moon stars and, you know, sun all aligned for 2024. And we're able oh, yeah. to have Absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously this is not how I make my living. So I have a work conflict that that, you know, is going to keep me from being able to be up there for this show. But absolutely, you know, I felt terrible when I had to, you know, contact Steve and tell him that this conflict has come up because, you know, I, I really enjoy, I took my kids up, you know, last, last year and, you know, me and the family, the, the girls came up and I have three kids and my son ended up staying the whole weekend with me and the girls ended up going home on the, you know, Saturday, but it was just a really cool time because you, you know, if for our listeners, this takes place at the Chautauqua Inn and Suites. And so the whole thing is kind of, if you wanted to do it, you can, it's all self-contained. So you can get a hotel room. There's good food on premises and there's a bar on the premises. There's, you know, all kinds of things to do right there. And, you know, the, the show is right there at the hotel. You can really come there and park your ass and have a good time in the sense that, you know, you don't have to worry about driving 15 minutes to the show and, you know, all that stuff. It's it's kind of this it's almost like a destination type of thing. I, at least that's kind of how I was looking at it. Like, I like doing it because it's a destination thing. I can go spend the whole weekend. And I think people that really want to go and and check out the musky baits and want to really talk to the uh, to the builders they can make a weekend out of it, you know, spend the night, you know, have a couple beers. Don't worry about driving home. You know, you might even have a couple beers with Zach Baker, you know, right, and, and that was one of our goals. was to, like you said, Hey, thanks for a wonderful plug. You, you did great. Thanks Owen. Um, <laughs> but, but that was one of our goals was to have, as you called it, a destination um, event. Um, Steve and I have done shows, you know, all from Ohio to Chicago to, you know, Pennsylvania and New York. And, one thing that we always enjoyed was, you know, not traveling, like you said, Owen, where you yeah. where you can you can park your car on Friday 
and you don't have to move it until Sunday if you don't want to. The food, I and it's not that. like driving to New York City or something where they're going to charge you a boatload of money to park it. Like you just park it. You know, it's it's not like all this stuff doesn't cost a cost an arm and a leg. Right, and and one of the things I really enjoyed, you were talking about drinking beer. It was Saturday Saturday night. <laughs> uh, we do a lure swap, and which is neat. We all have a bunch of extra lures and the manufacturers were there, the builders. So it's not often that I'm able to sit down and, you know, hang out with Duff from Headlock or, you know, Joe Peterson from True Glide or, you know, all the other builders that come. And it was a very, to me, that's what got me into muskie fishing. I was a fan of the lures. You know, I always thought just the lures are even fascinating. And then you get to meet some of the people behind them. And, you know, that's, uh, you see a lot of brand loyalty because of that. You know, I remember the first time uh, I met Dale Wiley, I was a little awestruck and, you know, it, and it built a nice brand loyalty. Um, but, you know, absolutely. Um, and, and, and you get real loyalty in the musky world. And, and I think that's something that you, we've talked on previous podcasts, kind of that the musky world is unique in the sense that there's so many local builders, like small guys, small businesses, it's that you don't have any giant Rapala or while Shimano makes, you know, the reels and rods and whatnot, like they aren't, nobody's dominating the bait business like local builders. And if anybody wants to go and get their hands on a bait and pick it up and look at it, you got to go to these shows. I mean, in going to these shows is what gets you hooked on musky fishing in my opinion like if you have a little bit of an interest you you take a trip and you spend a day at a show like the new york musky expo and you're going to a you might spend a little bit of money so prepare for that uh but you know it's you're gonna learn so much and these shows are where you can really get to know the guys behind the baits and 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 another thing just just for the cost of the the entry fee uh which is 15 dollars this year um, what I think is so worth it is for the seminars. Alrighty, so oh, for, yeah. your for your fifteen dollars, you know, you're going to be able to get in the mind of the the best guides, you know, um, in our area. You know, if you think about how much it would cost to book a trip with, you know, like Vance, uh, Mike Halbert. I'm just looking at day one. You know, and, yeah. Give us and, give us the rundown of, of who are who the speakers are this year. All right, we're going to start off Saturday. We're going to have Mike Halbert. Mike Halbert, um, he gets a lot of attention for his seminars, um, and he seems to do a good job. He's able to offer a caster's approach. And, and if, to all the listeners out there, we, we all enjoy our fishing, and each year, hopefully, we, we get a little bit better. But one way to really increase your learning curve is by talking to the guys that do it all the time. Um, you know, I've unfortunately i've never been to a seminar i'm on the other side you know i'm not ever able to you know leave the booth um something that i miss out on that i'm a little jealous of you know the seminars because they are you know if you when you just look at mike halbert and vance you're looking at what eight nine hundred dollars to get in a boat with them and your travel expenses you can come spend fifteen dollars and ask these guys all the questions that you have you know and, uh, and to me that's that's phenomenal it's phenomenal. Um, you know, some of these guys, you can't even get on their boat. You know, they're booked for next year. So, uh, you know, to meet these guys, to talk to them, to ask them questions and to help shorten your learning curve. To me, that's it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Even if you don't buy one lure, I think the education that it provides is, is phenomenal. Hey, I uh, would agree with that 100 percent. 
I mean, if anyone's looking at this as like a a cost-benefit type of analysis, 15 bucks for what you can, you know, get and learn, even if you don't buy a single bait, is, you know, it's it really, it pays for itself just to walk in there and look around, just to learn about things, just to ask people questions. Just to walk around and look at the lures. I mean, we all love the lures. That's that's part of what we love about fishing. And like you said, it's like a, it's almost like a musky lure museum that you're walking through like a, a kid in a candy store. I, I remember the first time I walked into my first musky show, the musky max, uh, I was blown away. I, I didn't realize that that type of world even existed here, you know, and, and I'm seeing all these bait builders and all these lures and, uh, it was probably one of the cooler experiences of, of all of musky fishing still for me, you know, right up there with some of my best catches, just that whole experience. It, Man, that's, that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, Donnie, one of the things that I like also about going around to the shows is being able to ask these manufacturers questions, you know, like here's my style of fishing. What do you have that fits my style of fishing? You called yourself a dirty troller. I'm probably the dirtiest troller out there with you. Okay. Uh, you know, so, so certain places have certain preferences. You know, you go to certain lakes and they may, may eat big baits. They may eat small baits. And by talking with some of these people that have been in the industry, they help point you in the right direction. So you don't waste your money. I know that when we all start musky fishing, we buy lures that we don't end up using. Right. I'm sure we're all guilty of that. That's no. why we have lure swaps, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay, that's right. <laughs> but, but being able to ask, you know, where else can you go and ask some of these, these guys that, you know, you, you read about, that you hear about, when else can you have a conversation with them? And that's what's nice. You know, if you do decide to spend the night here at the New York Muskie Expo, you know, that's, I'm telling you, sitting down, talking to Dove, talking to Joe Peterson, all the other builders, it's an absolute pleasure. Hey, I want to I want to take a step back here because we didn't get through all of the uh, the seminars and you guys know like that was like seminars are the reason I'm musky fishing like that was one of the first things like we talked before this about you know one of the first shows we were at and I, for me it was like my buddy Dan took me Zach you know Dan Dan, Love always, Dan, Dan, Dan already called Dan. me about Ohio <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he did but Dan took me to the Butler High School show here years and years ago and I remember sitting in like my first seminar, it was Tony Grant and he was, he showed a video clip of a fish that they caught like boat side and it completely blew my mind. I was like, I've never been to a show. I've never even musky fished at that point. Like I was just went out on a random Saturday and like back to those seminars, like I think a lot of people, you know, people that aren't necessarily like musky fishing now, like some of these shows, like there's a potential for people to kind of discover what the musky world's about, you know? And I think like even last year with New York, like I feel like there were people there that were local to that area that came to the show, like that, that don't typically musky fish. Well, let me, let me just say this. And this is something that kind of coming from someone that's new to the musky world within the last five to seven years. Sometimes the seminars can be pretty intimidating for the beginner. We think it's like simple what these guys are getting up there and talking about. And we that are very, very, very much into it, like we, I mean, this gets hyper technical. You know, we're talking about like fishing very specific bodies of water and structure and things like that. Like, have you thought about having kind of like a, 
beginner seminar in some it, it, to some degree. And I'm just kind of spitballing there because I know a, tons of our listeners really appreciate the our beginner episodes. I mean, I can't tell you how many messages we get from guys like, dude, we love your episode about just like your first rod, like how to buy your first rod, your first reel, because everybody knows you walk into those shows and the whole place is overwhelming. It smells like, it smells like rubber. It's got (laughs) tons of sharp shit everywhere. Like, you know, I'm getting excited. I know. Yeah, right. Ryan, but I mean that. Like, when can we get in line? When can we get in line? I'm ready, dude. Let's go. Well, Owen, Owen, you just gave me, um, yeah, I'm going to do a seminar on Sunday along with Brian Clark. He does his at 10. I'll do mine at noon. Um, I like going last. So there's not as many people there. I get a little, uh, a little bit of stage fright talking to people (laughs) but you just you just gave me my my topic so thank you you very much thank you very much i was that's what i was driving at there i was trying to get there i wanted to know if zach was going to do another seminar yeah no um i tried talking steve out of it he told me that i should i said you sure about that he goes i want you to do it i go you sure you know i tried weaseling my way out of it but um yeah no anything i can do to help people like you said um why do I need a line counter reel? Why do I want a little fiberglass in my trolling rod? You know, right. um, you give me, that's exactly what I'll do. You know, I, I think a lot of people hit the advanced stuff. And like you said, sometimes we forget where we started. You know, I've been, I've been in the musky game full time going on 14 years. And then before that, I got you know, at least 25 years of hardcore chasing them. You know, sometimes you forget about that. You know, when you, yeah. when you've been doing it for a while, when you have, you know, when you have a boat full of gear and you have every imaginable thing that you could possibly run or throw, you forget about the guy that still has a millionaire reel, you know, like, no, I got you. Know. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So no, you, you helped out now. Oh, did you, so last year, what we tried doing up at the um, show is we had, we had the manufacturers, we would go around and ask them if they wanted to do any donations to give away for the kids. Did your kids get any of the lures that we gave away? Because we gave away over 200. I don't think so, because I don't I don't think that I really told them to to get involved, you know, to to do that. But I think that I don't think I they took a part in that. But, you know, that like that. I love that idea. You know, the whole thing and that, that kind of Tom and I, when we've started to I, I kind of have a a box of painted blades for kids. Like when they come up, like just, you know, take a blade and, you know, walk, you know, just carry it around because sometimes just having a kid getting anything is, you know, meaningful to them. Exactly. And we don't know how our actions, you know, affect people's lives, you know, that, that lure or whatever could hang around for the right. next five years. And, um, you know, uh, one of the cool things that we had last year was getting pictures over the summer of people that caught fish on either baits from the show or baits that we did from our giveaway. You know, well, having now, kids send us, you know, pictures of nice pike, you know, this, that and the other stuff. So. Now, did you ask for the bait builders to do that or was it more? Did you ask anyone if I if I recall, recall correctly, you kind of asked anybody if they wanted to donate baits like so, you know, if a listener's got a, you know, a basement full of old musky baits that, you know, that are worthless to them and they want to send a couple, you know, is that something that you guys would do? 
and it's something that we have done. So I apologize about my, my wording. We did get private donations. We got donations from uh, the Muskie Club, from the manufacturers. So so you're right, Owen. I, I apologize. We did get private donations. A huge help. Huge help. This year, I'm. I just go think that's it. awesome. I mean, you know that it, that people are willing to you know to to do that. And unfortunately, I'm not long enough in the Muskie game to even really have a, a bunch of old old baits to to give away, but uh you know i think it's i think it's just awesome no ryan like like you said when you were doing uh the brian boyer interview you know he talked about how musky fishermen were collectors you know and we collect year after year we collect i see more and more stuff you know behind you owen you know a lot of times we have stuff that we don't need and um that's you know if we can pass it on for the betterment of the future so much the better so no, that's a that's a neat little thing that we that we started doing, and we'll, we're going to continue it um, this year. And um, yeah, yeah, Donny. Just on that, I got to uh, I just happened to be at the show last year when I was standing around talking to Steve, and uh, we were BSing, and a couple kids came up, and he gave them the uh, the free lore bag packages or whatever, and. and I got to kind of witness that excitement on two young boys. They opened the the box up and or the bag up and pulled these lures out, and they were all pumped up. So it it it, it is it's a cool thing that they're doing. Uh, it and you can tell that the, the kids really enjoyed it. And that might spark the next you know the next big thing in musky fishing if 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 that kid decides that hey I'm going to get into it, and you know I, that's. I don't know. That's what it's all about, man. I, I try to instill in my kids that you know, this is something that you can do. It's not something that you have to do, but if, if it strikes you, you know, and there's quite a few people that it certainly strikes, you know, and, and giving stuff away like that is definitely a good way to get kids into it. Yeah, speaking of giveaways, <clears throat> you guys did like some pre-show raffle things and stuff last year as well. Didn't you? I remember yeah, we and we've done a couple this year, just trying to help promote it in any way possible. You know, um, people love lures, people love free stuff, so you put them together, you know, and you, and you get a little interest. You know, just trying, as with any business or anything else, the first couple of years are going to be your toughest, right? So if you get through those, it sort of just steamrolls after that, you know, just like the Musky Absolutely. Max. Absolutely. Yeah, the Musky Max is a giant. I would never buy a, I would never buy a first model year vehicle. There's, there, there's going to be, it's just, there's going to be too many little issues that get worked out, but second year, third year, you know, and that's where you guys are getting to like, you know, this is where, you know, last year was your first year. This is the second year. And like you learn and you progress and, you know, I'm, I'm confident that it's going to be better than last year. And last year was awesome because like we, we talked about on the podcast here that, if you were a consumer last year's show was as good as it can get in terms well, of vendors and vendor availability, you know, it wasn't as swamped as musky max and that's not a knock on the show. That's that's I, I say that kind of in a, in a positive way that, you know, there was a lot more room for people to breathe and actually walk around and, you know, look at things. So, I think that's something to be said for that, that for listeners, that if you, if you, if you aren't crazy about the line at Muskie Max, 
or something like that. Anything, you know, if you don't want to drive all the way to Pittsburgh, if you're closer, you know, this show for all intents and purposes, you know, has, has different, has a different lineup. So you can, I mean, really you can go to both and it would be absolutely worthwhile. 100%. I think. And talking about last year's um, Ryan uh, and, you know, Owen, um donnie you guys huge thank you for having us on last year for doing the promotion ryan came up spent his money you know um to to do the show he put a video together no all that stuff helps and the appreciation is genuine gentlemen so our listener base is a little bit bigger this year so i think hope, hopefully we can help out a little bit more than we did last year i gotta say Man, that's that wonderful I'm, to see you guys growing i am absolutely addicted to show season <laughs> every year <laughs> like it is it is seriously it it is like just another aspect of the musky world that people get addicted to because you know like oh and you're talking about like the first year car i think the biggest thing with these shows like zach you guys starting new york and this is just my opinion like you you gotta just manage expectations like that's all it is because you know that you're gonna work hard at it you guys are gonna do a phenomenal job like look at all the stuff you did year one like a lot of what you guys did, other shows aren't doing that stuff. You know, like Donnie mentioned the the raffles. Like I was there that first morning and I was just kind of watching people like sitting around waiting to get into the show. You guys gave them seats to sit in, you know, a nice warm venue to sit in. You don't have to stand outside. And then you guys did those raffles and kept people interested while they waited for the show to open up. Like that mm-hmm. was a huge deal. Like, and I don't know. Like a lot of you guys, like, I mean, I'm sure you do, Zach, but like a lot of those guys really appreciate that stuff. See, I, I didn't get to hear that. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, making sure this guy's got zip ties. This guy's got duct tape. This guy's got a marker, you know, where I was able to, I, I missed out on that. So yeah, I think, hear, I think most of the vendors the probably missed out, missed out on that type of stuff. We didn't realize what you guys were doing for people in line out there. Right. I, I would stop in, you know, every 20 minutes to, to see what's going on. But it's nice to hear that stuff like that is is being appreciated. So it lets us know to, you know, do it again. Every year you try to add a few things. You know, this year we're going to add a couple um, vendors from north of the border, which is something we didn't have last year. Um, this so year, who's, you know, who's coming down? Uh, we're having Clarky come down um oh, nice very very well respected canadian builder and he's real good friends with um, br baits so we're gonna we're gonna get some of those also and you're looking at tough to get high value highly sought after you know small number builds so hopefully we're able to you know attract even more people I follow Clark. I, I'm sorry. I follow BR Bates on Instagram and, and he makes some serious. I saw he was making like a 16 inch bait the other day. Yep. It was like a monster. Yep. 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 Some people like those. And Canadian boys. Uh, <laughs> I just I know like, Charlie, I know Charlie Mueller would fish those and I sell, right? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Like, but back to that, that whole aspect of the show, like, I don't know that people realize this, but for people that are like super addicted to show season and for the guys that want to get there like stupid early, like Dan and I did for years, you know, to, to go to the Baker booth and get these baits, like dude, some of that is stressful. Like you pull up at a venue and it's like closed. You're, you're there at like two in the morning 
and it's like closed and you're like, I'm it's we're in winter. It's freezing cold outside. You're like, what are we going to do? Like we're going to sit in the car and then you see headlights and somebody pulls up and you're like, Oh, got to go to the door. You and Dan are going to cuddle. Exactly. But like, (laughs) you guys are in the hotel. I'm serious. Like that stuff is so like, you guys don't even realize like how stressful. And then you show up, you rolled up to New York last year and it was like, you could get into the venue, you had somewhere to sit. It's just like, I do. And I know that's like a minor aspect of what you guys did, but that was like such a huge deal for me. Kind of like more so on the inside, like, kind of looking, I guess, out, you know, just being there, like it was, that was a big deal. And I, I, I think mean, those I, are the I, things I you're the, built on. I know the venue wanted to keep people outside. You know, they go, oh, we're not going to open the doors. And we really had to talk to them. We're like, guys, it's freezing cold out. You know, people are going to like this. So it's, uh, we'll do the same thing this year. So yeah, no, Ryan, what do you, when you, when you talk about the excitement for show season, can you share with us, like, what is it? Is it the lures? Is it seeing the manufacturers? Is it the stuff? What drives your the the passion for the shows? So, I mean, it's it's pretty much you know looking at the world we live in for me and seeing like how much of it is online. You know, like we're at a point now where we don't even like order. We don't even go to like the grocery store anymore. You know, like my wife does orders and they show up at the door, like. I, I love the personal aspect of these shows. Like I love being around people, you know, like-minded people, like people that are doing this musky thing. And it's just like, that's a huge selling point for me. Like when I get amped up for show season, it's like, I get to go talk to these guys that are in this industry. They're doing, it's not just baits. I mean, baits are a huge part of it for all of us, but it's just guys come from all over. Like you get to meet people, establish relationships. Like I, like I did, we did Ohio a couple years. It's been more than a couple years now, but like Zach, I don't know if you remember this, but Dan and I showed up early for that show and it was just like the excitement of being there and looking at musky stuff and talking to guides and going to seminars. It was like all of it. Like that's just what gets me jacked. Like I just love it all. But you we, guys are legends. You guys had, are legends for showing up early. I don't, I don't know about that, but we had like an awesome experience with Tony Grant. Like Tony let us put split rings on his baits for his booth. And I remember. dude, like he I can't even you. tell you like this. That's like, that's like a 13 year old kid being like, that's what I mean though. This, this is like this, ridiculous. Like this man, let he let me do I'm some work for him. But, but that's the cool part. Like we sat there like, I, when am I going to sit down with Tony Grant and talk to him one-on-one? throughout the entire year like tony, tony grant's in- thinking free fucking labor and that's that's <laughs> fine dude because we're sitting there doing nothing you're sitting there for hours waiting like right and then you know it was like the whole experience like zach i don't know if you remember this too but like you came out and gave you know gave a bait away for the guys standing in line and that bait went to dan and like D- dude Dan's, the whole Dan's, way got home, a, Dan's got a few of them yeah like the whole way home <laughs> He, he, we were driving home from Ohio and he was literally, he had that bait like sitting on the dash and he just kept looking at it the whole time. Like, it's the kind of stuff though. Like, people it's like don't he get didn't it. Dri- drive right off the road. Like, when, he drives into the cribs when he's like, yeah, rolling when we're snagging cribs off. Yeah. But like, it's, oh, uh, I think that's something that is, that's, that is not to be lost on our listeners. Like, the whole experience of it. Right. There's a lot more to, just going to you can go to you know whatever sporting goods store and buy baits you know you're not gonna you're gonna get a small selection of musky baits at dick sporting goods you know 
you can do that. But man, you go to one of these shows. But let me say this. And I'm, I think you would probably agree with me, Ryan. Like this is now, this will be how many years of you being on the other side now where this will be my third year at Muskie Max. This would, you know, so this is really my third year because I had planned to do Musk, uh, the New York show in 2020 and Muskie, the way it happened, it was also after Muskie Max COVID hit like literally the weekend after 2020 Musky Max. And so the New York show, which was going to be the new inaugural New York show, that got canceled and didn't come back until 2021. So if I'm if I'm not mistaken. That's um, back when we just first heard about COVID. We didn't know anything oh, about yeah. it. Oh, I and remember everyone like making literally. comments, uh, making comments at Musky Max, like, oh, you, did you hear about coronavirus? You know, all that. And then sure enough, the next weekend, man, the world freaking shut down. It really was. That was like the last weekend of normal life for, for two years. Yeah, absolutely. That was crazy. That was crazy. That, that was timing. So, uh, Ryan, your first show was the old Butler show. I, I wonder if that was my first show. Also, I it would have been Todd Young's first show. Uh, what an important show that was. What an important show. So that was First time that you ever went was a was that right when you first started or no that was well what? before I started that was that was Dano dr dragging me out he needed somebody to go to the show with him and we went it was like me and our other buddy Josh we went out and I had never even seen a muskie to that point and I didn't start fishing for them for years after that so it was kind of an exposure thing but it was like man it opened my eyes to like what this fish was. And I remember talking to like Greg Thomas, like about rods. I'm like, what do you like? What do I even use for this? And Greg was like super kind enough to like sit there and explain it to me. And it, it just that's what I'm talking about, though, like that personal aspect of this stuff where you can go to these shows and talk to these guys. And like Owen mentioned this earlier with like New York, you guys are doing that lore swap like you can sit in the same room and drink beer with these guys and you kind of get a better idea of like. You know how the bass world is so big. You see like the Kevin Van Dams and you don't get to see those guys and talk to them personally. The muskie world is so small. There's so many big names in the industry. You can do that in the muskie world. And it's just such like such a cool thing to be able to pick brains and just have conversations and listen to stories. And that's all that's all part of it. And you're not talking to a Shimano rep. You're talking to the guy who builds the freaking baits. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when you go to these shows, these are the, the builders, you know, you're not getting some corporate guy or anything like that. And that's, again, it just goes back to, I think musky fishing in and of itself is a very distinct industry that where mom and pop, I guess companies can still survive. Does that make sense? If, if and, and that's wonderful in the bass world, it's not really like that. I mean, the bass, yeah. So you probably it, come and get. There would probably be some if you if you made some bass bait that was a hit. There would be some gigantic company that would come and buy you out in a heartbeat, and you'd you know probably be a millionaire and you'd go off into the sunset. But with Musky World, like you don't have that million. There's not a million. You know, there's not that kind of money out there. Oh, and, oh and you're making you're making these bass fishing lures sound pretty appealing right now. Well, I mean, think <laughs> about it. Think about it. But then again, you can buy bass fishing lures anywhere. And how can you how can you really differentiate yourself? Where if I look at a baker, I can I can look at a bake, I can look at a lure and I'm and I know that's a baker, and I don't even have a ton of experience running them. 
but you know it's like your baits have a shape they have your paint jobs are original where you'll never get that out of a bass bait ever yeah there's just a lot of there's a lot of elements man the the shows are just so and that's the other part of this is like we're talking about how small the community is like that's that's one reason why we should go to these shows and support small businesses and support the guys that spend three months building and putting their products out there you know it's crazy you know i think before you know that this world exists like if you're new or or very new to musky fishing or even if you're not into musky fishing at all yet like i try to remember my first show like we were talking about a little bit ago and even when i was going to that show like i didn't realize how centrally located everything was going to be do you, you know I, I still thought i was going to be seeing bait builders that are coming from minnesota and wisconsin more and all these other places that you hear about musky fishing more of or what i thought musky fishing was like i thought i was going to meet mike keys or jim <laughs> Sarek or that it's kind pretty of stuff, hyper local you know? but like you you walk in and and like you say this community is so small and it's so local like first of all i didn't know who zach baker was at that time but those were you know people were lined up out the door for zach baker baits i'll tell uh, i'll tell a story about that in out, a second he was sold out before i was actually into the building i think you know, and then fast forward six, seven years later, now I'm I'm on a podcast talking to Zach Baker. Like that's the type of community that this is. And that that stuff happens just from going to these shows and meeting these people and 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 being a part of it. It's pretty it's pretty cool that that's the type of community that this is and that these that you can have these types of relationships. Man, that's that's wonderful here to hear. But yeah, no, even as I've traveled around musky fishing, you realize how regional it is. It's regional on the way we fish. It's regional on the lures we use. You know, um, musky fishing is very regional. If you took the way that you fished, you know, and you go out to Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, you know, some of these guys, uh, they want to know what to think. Um, that's why yeah. I got to say, I'm really excited and this is going out to like a lot of our listener base and some of our previous guests like we've we have guests that I mean, we have listeners from wisconsin minnesota you name it and they'll contact us with the differences and you know the the way that they fish and we're hoping on having some type of a little get together in the spring here where we can have people from out of state come in and we'll fish together with them um and just for that reason because you get so used to fishing with the guy next to you you know the guy that's willing to go with you the guy that's always available and then that person is i'm sure they're wonderful but are they pushing you to do something different right probably not are they expanding your you know horizons probably not but i mean that's i think it's certainly worth trying to fish with folks that you don't normally fish with yeah. I, the other thing about these shows too, and like the baits and stuff, we talk about that regionalized like aspect of it. Like, you know, you go to the New York Muskie Expo and you know, like those baits, like a lot of those baits are built for like this type of area. Right. You know, like the, like the Muskie Max has a lot of baits that are built for like our Pennsylvania reservoirs, New York, for like sure. the Chautauqua base, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of those baits catch fish where we fish and 
I'm not saying they don't catch everywhere because bakers catch fish everywhere. I've seen pictures across from St. Clair to Minnesota, everywhere, Canada. You guys, everybody knows that. But some of these guys are tailoring some of those products to where we're fishing. Well, let's back it up a little bit for our listeners and and say, like, you know, what is the difference? Like, what are the types of differences in, you know, baits that you might find at Western in Western PA Musky Max as opposed to the New York show? I'll start off right off the bat and say probably Musky Max, you're going to find more of smaller baits in the four, four and a half, five inch, six inch range where at the New York show, these guys, some of these guys coming from, you know, Minnesota and whatnot, they're not going to be bringing any baits that are six inches they're bringing you know only baits that are eight and a half and bigger exactly it's no different than when i go and fish the the great lakes you know over the during the fall we like to go up to the saint lawrence totally different tactics totally different lures you know um but yeah people coming from i think this year we have um, vendors coming from nine states um and also canada so, you know, you're able to talk to, when do I want to fish this 10-inch headlock? You know, you're able to go ask, Duff, hey, Duff, when do I do this? You know, you, you get to go talk to, you know, all these people. You see people like Extreme. When do I want to use an Extreme lure? You know, I know, I know, Ryan, I know you guys use those. Um, you know, when do, yeah, fishing is very regional. Do I want to use a 10-inch bait? Do I want to use a 7-inch bait? I think a lot depends on where we're fishing, how we're fishing, and our expectations. I, I was just going to ask, uh, uh, can we get into like uh, the the vendor list here and who all sure. we got? I know we've thrown some names, a few names out, but yeah, I know you got. There's a heck of a lot more on that list. So. Sure. Can I can I go through this just for a second? Yeah, let's yeah. Hit yeah. It. hold on, Zach. We'll before before it. you before you go there, let me ask you one question about what we were just talking about. Do you, as a vendor, do you bring different baits to? musky max as opposed to new york show we bring more of the smaller baits 100 yep. there you 100%. go okay 100 um when i when i think of pennsylvania i'm thinking primatuming lake arthur i'm thinking maybe you know you guys being in pennsylvania and pittsburgh there it's not far from ohio so we get a lot of the ohio crowd so you know i'm gonna go along just like with what you were saying you know your your four to six inch four to seven inch baits are gonna do the best now, if, if you have someone coming in from Canada, you know, fishing, fishing the Georgian Bay, fishing the St. Lawrence, they might not be interested in those. They, they may be looking for one or two bigger baits. Muskie Max 2020, my first year presenting anything. I'll never forget how quickly I learned that guys around here are not necessarily looking for these gigantic double 10 bucktails. Like they just, right. you're lucky to get guys that cast. And if you are getting guys that casting that are casting, they're not casting those gigantic bucktails. You're better off with much smaller stuff. Whereas exactly in New York, you know, in New York, it's totally different. You know, with that show, it was like, okay, you know, there's going to be a lot more guys looking for that that can realistically throw that. So it's it's exactly. interesting as a to think of that as a vendor, like what you're going to bring and. Um, you know, I, I just going through the vendor list. Uh, I know super supernatural Duff with the headlocks says that New York was one of his best shows, you know. And and when you when he would go down to Ohio, you know, maybe if you're in a small bait market, you might not do as well. So, um, oh, I yeah, I can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine those selling like hotcakes in a small bait market like Ohio. I have, I, I can only speak for myself, I have no idea. 
I have no idea. Um, just looking through it, we were able to this year, you know, we'd sign people up, so you know, and we've dealt with cancellations from you know a lot of a lot of work-related stuff. Um, but the people that are gonna make it, I'll go down this list and then we could talk about some of the people. We've got Supernatural, um, we've got Anthony Ashby from the Hot Tales coming from Virginia, Laffer Lures, which is a phenomenal bait, uh, bait company from St. Clair. We've got Red October. Um, it's nice to have local guys. Um, thousands of fish have been caught on that. We have Hans the Carver. He's going to be there. He caught probably, you know, the biggest fish at a Lake Erie in the last 25 years last year. So there's a lot of excitement there. Uh, we have West Virginia's own uh, Smutley Dog. Mark Smith's been, you know, at the game a long time. Um, Fat AZ, they'll be there. They, you know, another company with thousands and thousands of fish under the belt. Um, another guy from Pennsylvania, we have Adams Customs Lures, uh, his roadkill crankbait each year, you know, gets more and more popular. Um, Jojo, he, he makes those big schmo spinnerbaits. Um, Jojo. And he jo makes the chili. What a, a Jojo, I cannot speak highly enough about. Um, phenomenal gentleman, always in a good mood, super generous, super knowledgeable, give you the shirt off his back. I'm lucky to know him and one of his great friends, Mr. Toothy, Mr. Toothy. When I started first making baits, I always heard of, Hey, you ever hear of Mr. Toothy and, you know, being able to meet Mr. Toothy, being able to know him, he was uh, the first president of chapter 69. Um, you know, Toothy's a phenomenal builder, great person. Um, Ohio, we get extreme baits. Greg, one of the nicest guys out there. His baits are affordable. They catch a ton of fish. They last. You know, Greg's a huge asset. Um, another gentleman coming from Pennsylvania is Taylor Bates. He's newer over the last couple of years. Um, here's a guy that's close to me. It's Buckle Morrow. It's Buckle's Branded Bates. Maybe you guys have seen it. Um, he's got a bunch of jerk baits. BNN, uh, they're coming in from Ohio, uh, formerly Talons. Um, Bob and Nick, they do a phenomenal job. They make a ton of baits. We're big, uh, Bob, we're big Bob and Nick fans. Are you? Man oh, crushes. Yeah. Man crushes. Man crushes. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Bob, when he retired and he and he took over Talons, I go, aren't you supposed to be enjoying life now? You know, and he's working more now than uh, <laughs> when, when, when he, you know, you're supposed to be retired. When I'm retired, I'll be living in Florida. I'll, I'll be, uh, um, Ryan, when I was going through all your videos, I saw one of your old ones. You were surf casting. In, oh, uh, God. Golf. You watch that Mexico. Mexico. You're you're surf, and I go, man. I bet you he wishes he was making one of those videos right now today. Oh, that's you terrible. know, uh, hey, but but still, to be able to go down there, that's a phenomenal experience. Very jealous, and uh, you know, walk around in that water, absolutely wonderful. Where were we? So big, Bob and Dick fans. So am I. Super nice guys. Uh, they've been building baits for years. They do all the shows. They, they put their heart, soul, blood, everything into it. Uh, one of the biggest names out there, Joe Peterson, True Glide, you know, other than the Minnesota show. Um, this is, to the best of my knowledge, the only other show he does. So he comes halfway across the country, you know, to, to show off super high-level baits. Um, Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper, um, wonderful gentleman, wonderful family, makes a lot of baits, catch a ton of fish. Uh, Water Wolf Lures. Um, a newer, newer builder. Over the oh, last few wait, Mike is coming. <clears throat> you talking about the water wolf, the, the swim baits? 
Yeah. Mike number from, from Canada. This, this, this is a crankbait jerkbait um, company. Oh, okay. So no, I, I saw the excitement, but that was that was my first question too. I go, what's his name? Mike Neb Nebulsi. Nebulsi. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's Nebulsi. And just you know, we've had him on, and just a really cool guy. Like and awesome listening to how he like even makes those baits. So yeah, we all lit kind of lit up. When, I did. I did contact. I did contact him, and I did ask him. So I, I did try for you all, and he did decline, unfortunately. Um, I asked him over the winter. Um, next person, we have SS Crankbaits, SS Lures. Uh, phenomenal baits, great paint jobs, toothy tough. Um, have you guys seen the eels, the um, soft plastics? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those, those baits have caught a lot of fish around me. Uh, Pennsylvania, we get Lynchum Lures. When you, when you talk about one of the best painters out there, Lynch is phenomenal. Um, I've done shows with him before. He's a nice guy. I mean, his baits, I, when I talk about pretty, I'm a, I'm a fan of his paint jobs. Um, then we're going to have trophy time. You know, um, Steve just came out with a jigging bait and I was yelling at him. I go, how come you're not pouring? How come you're not pouring baits? You know, and I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Steve's got a million, million hats he wears and he's, and he's busy. So those are, those are our lure manufacturers. In, in addition to those, uh, Musky Bumper, uh, we, what's, one of the big things for me is to try to get vendors that their items cost a lot of money to ship. You know, things like rods, nets, tackle boxes, um, you know, shipping on rods is not cheap, you know. Uh, so Musky Bumper, we're going to have Chase Gibson, um, he, who does a guide service. The kid's 21 years old. He's got the whole world in front of him. Super nice guy. Chase's guide service. So he's doing the bump boards. Uh, we have Chaos Tackle. Chaos brings a ton of products, you know, other than the, the St. Lawrence Musky Shop. You know, Chaos probably has the, the second most um, product. So everything, rods, you know, every lure under the sun um, they've got. Uh, and we'll have Garmin there. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, the future of fishing is all the forward-facing sonars. So whether it's live scope, what have you. So you're able to ask all these, you know, the, the technical questions about, hey, what transducer do I need if I want to go to live scope? I'm looking at adding live scope to the musky boat and also the salmon boat next year. So I'm going to hit those guys hard with uh, information. Hey, Zach, are they yes, going to do, do a seminar? Yes, sir. They'll be the last seminar of the day, uh, 3 p.m. on Saturday. So Saturday we'll have Mike Halbert uh, at 10 at 12.30, we'll have Vance giving a great seminar, 3 p.m., Garmin with all their technical stuff. And as we know, every year the electronics world, you know, it, it just progresses so much. So, you know, to, to be able to stay up to date with some of these electronic manufacturers, it's, it's wonderful to have them sit there and, uh, you know, explain their products. Before I spend three grand on a product, will you at least tell me if it's what I need? You know, and these and the rep there, um, the rep was is great to talk to, super knowledgeable, and um, you know, this year I'm going to have him steer me in the right direction. Hey, Donnie, go ahead. You had a question. Oh yeah, I got a question. So I just picked <laughs> up the last piece of my live scope puzzle on Mac Discount today, and I'm super excited. But I got all kinds of Garmin parts that I've picked up pieces of because I've been trying to get this. Uh, 
what I'm calling Mac Discount Pro Staff uh, Live Scope Bundle going, Zach. And I got everything together, but I don't have any idea how to put it all together now because I didn't purchase it the way that it goes. <laughs> See, oh, you and that, I would, that, that sounds exactly like a Zach move. You think, <laughs> what do you think the odds are that if I bring four boxes full of Garmin shit up to New York with me, I could get one of those guys to show me how to put it all together? Hey, a smile and a 20 bucks with a handshake. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Hey, it's and <laughs> hey, if if they're not from what I got out of this gentleman out of the Garmin rep is he would help you. I mean, they're they're there to provide information and they need happy customers. I I think the chances were good would be good. I don't know if I would go there at 902 on a Saturday. <laughs> You know, and try to get that out of them. But if you stop by at three o'clock and you're like, hey, can you help me out? You know, synchronize some of these kids, whatever. You know, I, I, it might be worth a try. Well, that's that's kind of a good point that you just brought up, Zach, that it kind of depends on when you go, what you can do. So don't go to and expect to get a ton of the bait makers time at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning, because it's just that's like the absolute swarm like if you want to really go around and walk around and talk to people, wait until a little bit later in the day where things slow down and, you know, people aren't totally crushed. That's just kind of like uh, from the consumer's point of view. And I'd like more people to take advantage of the lure swap. Um, seven o'clock on Saturday, we're going to buy, I think we've got five sheet pizzas already on order. And um, that to me is the best time to sit down. Everyone's, you know, got through the day. It's time to relax. Some people are having a beer and pizza, and to me, that's when people have the most time to talk. Dude, by the way, JoJo was slinging baits around, like very high-end sought-after baits at that lure swap. <laughs> like, I was impressed. I saw him, Stagnetti was there. Uh, yeah, no, JoJo, um, that's, I, I got rid of a few super nice baits. Um that, that I just don't use, you know, as, as I build longer and longer, I rely more on my own baits. And over the years I've, you know, compiled quite a collection of other builders. I mean, I know you collect your Ladiano's and, and stuff like that, Ryan. Um, I've got Ladiano blanks that have never been touched, you know, still with the lathe, with the squares from the lathe, you know, all the lips. Um, uh, maybe I'll try to, Remind me, I'll bring you one down to uh, Pennsylvania as a thank you for having me on today. Okay. It's nothing yeah. that you can, you can't buy these. You can't, you know, when, when he passed, um, you know, Joel Morrow got a bunch of his, uh, you know, mm -hmm. equipment and stuff like that. I was able to get a couple blanks that weren't finished. They were the old um, uh, vamp style, you know, it was maybe like a four inch vamp and um I know maybe it would end up in your case behind you, which is filling up pretty nice. Your your case over there, when I was on there last year, it was a little more empty. My wife would disagree with you very hard on that one. It's not a very how, nice thing. How, how, how does the wife... Um... Uh, she's She loves it, man. She She's it. I will tell you, she is one of the most supportive people. Um, she's always supported me through everything and, you know, especially the musky stuff. So I can't... Uh, I'm in, I'm in the best possible situation. I can be. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. Are you going to tell you, have you had her out on the boat yet? No, we haven't taken it out yet. Uh, I kind of put it away. I've been, I got a lot of work to do. No, I, I know you do. I know you do, but hey, what a phenomenal year you had last year. 
absolutely phenomenal. Um, once again, I was busy during the fall just with my stuff. So over the past few days, I've caught up on all your videos. And man, what a year you had. And I think next year is, uh, I bet you're chopping at the bit. And I, I think you're going to even have a better year. So I'm, I'm looking for some new PBs and some more numbers. And hey, you got to fish St. Clair. And, you know, you got to go to some neat place fish. You fished with the who's who's of in Pennsylvania down there. You've you've had to pick up a ton of tricks off those off of everyone. I've learned a lot, but we'll see we'll see how it translates to me sitting on my own boat out on the water. Because I, <laughs> I no, I'm actually I, really interested to see that Ryan, I, and I mean that, that like you because you have you fished with a lot of very knowledgeable people on waters that you're going to be able to now fish. You know, in, not necessarily St. Clair. I mean, I don't know that you want to take take the boat out there, but pretty much everywhere else around here. And so I am. I'm very interested to see how that translates. We, we talked about this earlier. you got to manage expectations. And my expectation for 2023 is struggle bussing hard. <laughs> so. Hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan you're, you're going to do phenomenal. Have you set any goals uh, for, for this coming year? Or have you just been so busy with work, you're, you're just happy to get out? I got, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be my challenge the first six months of the year for sure. I got, I'm staring at a ton of uh, overtime right now, but my, I have two goals this year. I, I want to catch my dad, his first muskie, and I want to catch my wife, her first muskie. And that's it. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome. it. Those are the only two goals I'm setting for myself. And uh, I'm going to try to get out to, you know, a couple shows if I can. I don't know how it's going to play out right now, but that's my only goal, man. Just enjoy so what I have. And uh, be thankful for every minute I get out on the water this year. Wouldn't would it be a shame if uh, Mrs. Reed gets the bug worse than you? Oh, man, I don't know that that will happen. But I will tell you, I will <laughs> not be surprised if somehow, some way, we're out there and we catch what would have been my personal best fish and it goes to her. I hope it happens, uh, but I won't be surprised. Well, how would you feel? A little bittersweet? Oh, go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Donnie. My my apology. No, no, no. Yeah. All I was gonna say is, man, uh, with this, you haven't had people out on your own boat yet. But even if that does happen, Ryan, that's that's a very special feeling in itself. To I think you know Zach can speak to obviously. I'm sure a lot more than I can. But when you take somebody else out on your boat and watch them experience something like that for the first time and know that you kind of put the work in that to let them have that experience it's a cool feeling yeah i'm looking forward to it we'll see what happens but hey you know what like i said i'm gonna enjoy every minute i get out there but i got I, I got another question that's like show related here because you know we talked a, a lot about the vendors and some of the aspects of show season but specific to the new york muskie expo okay we kind of touched on it earlier about how this show is self-contained Right. Like that's a huge selling point, I think, for a lot of people to be able to just stay within that show. But like, talk to me about this venue a little bit more. Like, are you guys, I mean, is it the same deal as last year where, you know, you can essentially like walk out of your hotel room and just go get breakfast and then just meander into, you know, the New York Muskie Expo? Hey, we didn't want to change anything. We, we, the part, the feedback that we got from that was, was very positive. Um, I thought the breakfast was great. Um, I, I personally enjoyed staying there. That is one of, that was one of our goals, you know, and when we do Ohio, when we do at least Pittsburgh, we get to stay close. When I would do Ohio, we have to, you know, you have to drive a little ways and, and you do that drive, you know, three, four times in a weekend, it gets old. You know, we, we wanted to make it easy. Um, 
we Steve and I have done a bunch of shows, so we know what works for us, you know, and, and we sit there and we talk about it, talk about it with the other vendors. But no, Ryan, we, we wanted to keep that the same. Um, yeah, if, if you do come up, so let's say, you know, you and Dan came up, you don't have to wait outside if you don't. You know, you guys are able to get a hotel room, um, go to the show, go take a nap, come back, come to the lure swap. No, we're gonna we're gonna keep that the same. Um, yeah, other things we've changed, but uh, that stays the same. The rooms uh, we went through and we bought a block of rooms. Um, that saves us. Uh, that saves you guys thirty dollars. Saves me too since I'm staying there. Uh, we save thirty dollars a night. It's eighty nine ninety nine as long as you call up and you say, "Hey, um, I'm coming to the fishing expo." Uh, you know, instead of one hundred and twenty bucks. $89.99. So that, that worked out well. That, that worked out well. I think it might be a little bit colder this year. We've got fingers crossed for nice weather. But between the football, the other shows, you know, this, this date, we moved it up from April to February 4th and 5th to, to try not to have conflict with other shows and, and everything else. I didn't think about uh, what happens if Buffalo makes it to the Super Bowl. I didn't look at what the uh, Super Bowl schedule was. If, 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 if it win, well, let's, let's just say win. As, as, a, as a Steeler, as a, a Steelers fans, I happen to be very much rooting for the Bills for a lot of reasons. Obviously, Demar Hamlin being one of them as a you know a, a local guy. I mean, he's a McKee's Rocks guy here. Is he right? So is he right that's from it, there? dude? Oh yeah, he's McKee's Rocks, man. Right here. Absolutely. That's why I'm wearing my pit hat tonight, dude. I got my Baker shirt on. I got my pit hat and support Demar Hamlin. Like, let's yeah. go, Bills, buddy. I work in McKee's Rocks. I'm Demar Strong. Let's do this. Let's man, that's wonderful to hear. That's wonderful yeah. to hear. Go and Bills. you guys, you guys struggled a little bit this year, but your future looks great. I mean, Pickett at first, man. you guys. Hey, at least you didn't have to sit there with Trubinsky. Oh my lordy! No, I, I have to part. agree with you. You know, things definitely turn turn towards the positive. The last couple of games, Pickett did great. Yeah. So you guys are close enough in Pennsylvania that you know that that New York Pennsylvania line to me sometimes gets blurred. You know, it's I would consider ourselves in the same region, and um, I follow the PA sports, and you know, a lot of times we fish the same waters. You know, one of one of my favorite things to do before our season starts is to get down to your guys' lakes. Uh, phenomenal. It's it's beautiful to fish lakes that don't have cottage, 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 where you can actually go down the go down the lake and you see a deer drinking out of the lake. You go, man, this place is awesome. You know, Pimatuming, if if you hit if you hit Pimatuming right, man, she's a good lake. I, I got treated two years ago to Pimatuming at the best I've ever seen her. And man, you guys are lucky to have her. Donnie, Donnie and Big Fish Mike uh, whacked a big one on the, was it the Saturday or the Sunday of the New York show last year yeah, on Pine? We, we left, the, we were at the New York show hanging out and then we decided to leave and, and hit the water and, and with some new lures. And uh, Mike, Mike struck big. He hit what, a 50, like 50 plus. 50. Yeah. Yeah, 50 oh, yeah. and okay. one, of the, one, of, one of the biggest fish for the whole year. I think I saw 51 out of there, correct? Uh, out of Pyman Tumi, but it was one of the biggest fish of the year. I don't know what the yeah. I don't know what I saw as the biggest out of Pymie this year. 
I, I think you guys have a, a, a fishery that is when she fully matures, I think the fish will get bigger. I think the fish will get even bigger. Um, you guys have been stocking it hard for what? Six, seven, eight years. Big time. Yeah. And that kind that's what kind of worries me is like, are they, are they going to stunt at some point because they, they stock pie me so heavily here in PA? <clears throat> I don't know, man. There's well, a with, lot of water there. There's a yeah. lot of water. It's not Edinburgh. There's a lot of water. It doesn't there. seem like they're stunting at all from what I've seen so far. Those I mean, fish are just seem to be getting bigger and bigger every year. And they're stupid aggressive there sometimes, too. Like even the small ones will eat, you know, anything. It's crazy. But yeah. But it's it's nice to see that it's peaking. Um, I was at I was at Chautauqua when it peaked, you know, 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, to go out there and get your five, six hookups in the morning, you guys are experiencing that right now. So, man, what an awesome time for you guys to enjoy it. What an awesome time. And the, and the amount of shad in there, I had never, so I don't get to fish many shad lakes other than when I travel. And um, I remember being down on the south end of the lake down there by the dam and, and seeing all the dead shad. I had never seen anything like that. You know, but to see eight, 10 inch shed, you know, just everywhere, you know, it's um, I I wish we had those sometimes. I, I, I know that they help out the fishery. There's times where I've been trolling that south end, Zach, like in the late fall or trying to troll. And it's there's the bait so thick that you can't even like run your bait. You're just snagging shad and, you know, Cleaning cleaning shad off your lures all day. You can't even act really fish. It's wild. You might as well just keep them on there, right? <laughs> you know those little those little hand clickers you get to keep track of how many fish you catch. Dano sure. and I, Dano and I, sit there and click it every time we get shad on our baits, and it's like, you get that many shad. <laughs> yeah, it's certain times of the year down there. Yeah. So you just look off at the back of the boat, and you have a bait skipping. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I mean shad. There was a day I was out with uh, Evan and, and Charlie, and it was I've never seen so much bait in my life. It was ridiculous. It was like you couldn't find an area of that lake where there just wasn't bait packed in it. It's crazy. Did that hurt your fishing? Well, yeah, we didn't catch a single fish that day, but yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know if it does or not. I think it just depends, but I don't know. It's interesting. What other? I'm curious. What other changes did you guys have for New York that you that you can talk about or willing to talk about? Changes, international vendors. Um, what other changes did we make? Yeah, no, uh, vendors, we're going to shorten it up a little bit on Sunday. Um, our, it seems like Sunday afternoon after 12 o'clock at any show I've ever been to. Uh, it seems like the crowd's just not there. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, even even like even the most busy, you know, it doesn't matter. Like at the end, that's kind of like the end of the day and. I don't think you want to go until five o'clock. When are you guys going to close it up this, this year? I was asking for one o'clock. Um, I was going to say one or two makes a lot of sense. Seeing that we have vendors, you know, coming Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, uh, Virginia, some of those, let those guys start on the way home. Um, Saturday, we get the big crowd Sunday morning. There's, there's a push. And, uh, you know, even at the Muskie Max, we, we always look at each other and we go, did the show start? You know, because it'd be a half dozen people coming in. And Muskie Max is so well established, you know, it's, um, yeah. So Sundays, you know, people are getting a little antsy to go home. So I was asking Steve, I go, maybe we should call it a little early 
Um, nine to five Saturday, nine to one Sunday. Uh, weekend pass, you can get those for twenty dollars. Uh, one day pass is fifteen. So other than other than that, it's a pretty changes? good. No, it's a pretty well spent twenty bucks if you're gonna have two days worth of seminars. Like if I'm a musky guy and I I really want to learn, that's that's a that's a well worth it number, right there. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, again, we're talking about this stuff in like dead of winter. Like, this is what this is our show season. It usually from like January through March. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot. Like, unless you're out on the ice, like Donnie. Like, I'm I'm my my big bone body does not allow me to go. Out there. Like, that's <laughs> not said, something. I can said do. Donnie out first. Yeah, Donnie's out there. He's a light. He's light on his feet. He's out there ice fishing. <laughs> I just step away for a minute. Where am I walking? I'm just saying, to? like, I'm I'm way too big bone to be out there on the ice. You're out there just you know oh, ice yeah, fishing and stuff, and like, like this is my time to get ready for show season. And so are you, are you are you freaking out, Donnie, with no ice? We have no ice up here. Yeah, we. I haven't been out at all this year. But the truth is, um, yeah, I am. I'm losing my mind because I haven't been fishing since our little hunks weekend in October, which is, I barely got any. Really? That was the last time you fished. Man, me too, dude. I haven't been out since. I I love my daughter to death. I wouldn't trade her for anything, but man, uh, it's, it really made, uh, it really made the fall fishing and ice fishing. Well, there hasn't been any ice, but fatherhood changes. I haven't been out. We've all had those years. We've all had years where we fished too much. You know, if that is such a thing. And then we have years where, you know, you struggle to get out a half dozen times. That's life, you know. Yeah. And, and It's absolutely yeah. right. So no, but you know, some of those years that I did fish the most were, you know, some of the most challenging years, you know, and years where my life's been busy, you know, I'm working on different aspects. You don't get to get out as much, but it's, it's that balance. I think the years that I didn't go as much, I enjoyed it more. If I'm fishing, you know, two, three days a week, you you don't get that same excitement that you do if you haven't been out in a month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%, man, yeah. I, I got a question for Zach here. You know, you asked me about show season. What does, you know, essentially you guys started this show up, right, you and Steve. So what does, what does having the New York Muskie Expo, what does that mean to you? You know, from the perspective of just, having a New York show, being a vendor, whatever it is, like, what is the New York Muskie Expo mean to you? It's, it's the attempt to share the excitement that you have felt that made you show up at two o'clock in the morning. It is to share information. Uh, when I first started musky fishing um, before Facebook, before this, there was no information passed around. Uh, my father and I, we were old school. I remember taking up our suics down at the south end of, of Chautauqua after, you know, like a five fish morning. We, would, we used to put on like little 16th ounce beetle spins, you know, Johnson beetle spins for crappie. Mm-hmm. We'd put that on our wire leader, you know, you got like a 140 pound wire leader in this little beetle spin. And then you'd go back to the dock. You would put all your lures away. You know, you'd have cuts on your hand, scales in the boat. People ask you if you caught anything. No, we didn't catch anything. You know, it was it was old school mentality. And we did not progress. Our fishing became very stagnant. As soon as we started sharing information, I feel like I became a better angler. And I felt like that really, you know, our first four or five years, we, we didn't 
we didn't excel. You know, to catch a half dozen fish to 10 fish in a year was our average year. So I'm, uh, I said that I didn't want to be like that anymore. I wanted to share information. I wanted people to enjoy the sport, just like you were talking about our shows and, and, and our small time builders. If, if we don't support the fishery, the state's not going to put the money into it. The reason you guys are doing that, the reason the PA lakes are doing so well is because they know that the resources are used. You know, you guys are involved with the hatchery. You guys are you, you guys are involved, so they're they're willing to spend that money. Um, my goal of the show is to bring people happiness. You know, you're happy when you buy that lure. You're happy when you when you're not working on a Saturday and you're able to go out fishing. Maybe use a little of that information that you heard from, you know, your idol that you saw at a seminar. Um, yeah, it's to bring happiness and excitement. That, that I was able to get by traveling and, and doing the shows. I always thought that New York needed that, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm trying to bring a smiles, Ryan. How's that? Zach, what was the first show that you sold baits at? I probably bumped into Ryan at his first show. We just didn't know each other. Is that the one in Butler? You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what year, what, uh, give me an approximate year there. Ryan, what are you thinking? It was I was there the last. I was there the last year. I want to say maybe twenty twelve ish. I I was probably the last year for the Butler show, whatever year that was. Because shortly after that, I think um, I remember like Sean took over, and I remember like one of the first the, the first Musky Max I was at. Like Grandma Laura's was there. Like I remember yep. PA Fish and Boat doing like a seminar on the west branch of the Susquehanna River. Um, I can't remember what year it was now, but it, I know it's been because I've been actually fishing like four muskies. Like I, uh, my first couple of years, I was just kind of going with Dan here and there, and I that's been like six or seven years now. So that first show had to have been at least ten years ago. My, my See, I first think the show... first. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. No, hey, you go. Go, go. No, no, good. Good. I was I was just going to say my first show was with Harry Marfin. I didn't know anyone. I stayed at his house with grandma. Oh, and, no way, uh, dude. With I mean that's 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 old school. So I remember eating dinner with her. I didn't know exactly who she was, you know, but we, we sat there and talked, but if it wasn't that show, that that Butler show was I think about it all the time of how the importance of that Butler show was to, to my job. It is phenomenally, phenomenally important. So, um, yeah, it's just funny the way things work out. I remember being so driven. I told Harry, I go, he was like, I don't know if we have room for you. I go, I don't care. I'll sell baits out of the parking lot in my car. You know, I, I just remember being so driven and, uh, yeah, somehow that's, um, become what it is very very grateful very thankful yeah zach do you ever go back and look at any of the old forums that are still out there on the internet um i i do my best when i'm not on the internet that much when i just you know involve myself in my my little world i i do my best not to go online does that sound weird uh no that sounds amazing honestly yeah no i i do my best to not i'm not on facebook as much as i should i'm not even on there 10 percent as much as i should um 
Yeah, no, I, my little happy spot is here listening to my music, painting my beats, and I, at least for my own sanity, I know that it's, it's best like that. When I, yeah. I love reading all that old stuff. I found a uh, forum, Donnie, I'll let you go here in a sec. I found a, an old forum that you replied to about, you know, talking about like the tough shads and things and making your baits and like, I don't know, man, it's, it, there's not a lot of it out there, but I still, I, I read through some of that every once in a while. It's just, for me, it's kind of cool to see. Cause I mean, I, I wasn't as involved like back then. Right. Like, so I know like what a baker is now, like, going back to like 2012 and seeing the forums and stuff. That's, that's just really cool to me and how you've progressed as a bait maker through the years and really just kind of like piecing all of this, like all of the shows that we've had and like different things like, you know, grandma being around and it's just, it's really cool to look back on that stuff. Donnie, go ahead. I think he pulled a neck and he's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Fell asleep over here. No. Uh, Okay. Zach. So when you're, when you're in your zone, you're in your spot, getting ready to paint some baits. Uh, you said you like jamming to your music. So what is on a Zach Baker playlist? What, uh, what do we like? Question. Good That's question. Good question, dude. I like that. What, yeah. What, All righty. Because I have beautiful baits. What's what's the what's, what's the, the Zach Baker music? Spotify wrap up of 2022? Oh man, just thinking about it because I've gotten I've I've gotten so deep into some some music that I get burned out by it. So yep. now it's now I need some, you know, Katia goes, what are you doing? Listening to elevator music, you know, because I'll have people on like Galactic or uh, Green Sky Bluegrass or um, she's even got me listening to some old John Prine from back in the day. Okay. Um, Can't beat little John Prine. He, to me, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I, I like those storytellers, those artists. Um, you won't find anything heavy out of me. You won't find anything. I mean, it's. Because I've always got it on. I've, I've got music on 10 hours a day that I I need something easy listening to. I can't have anything. There's times where I like a little intensity in music. But for the most part, I try to tell myself, breathe, work through this, and everything will be all right one day, right? <laughs> I got you. Um, uh, yeah, you won't find anything heavy. I mean, I've, I've gotten deep into, I used to be into the Grateful Dead deep. Um, you know, but just more you're going to find easier listening jam band stuff out of me. You know, Kutia yells at me that, that some of my songs are 15 minutes long that I listen to. I go, I didn't even notice, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, little, it's background music for the most part. Little yacht rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait for summer for the yacht <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah. No, um, speaking of yachts, uh, what isn't wasn't there some kind of uh baker baits uh zach and katia yacht purchase or something that that happened this year too yeah so for the last 25 years i've lived within 10 miles of lake ontario and i and i would never fish it that much you know um the intimidation you know i guess it's no different than going up to the saint lawrence you know where where you're at the mercy of the weather of mother nature and I've been out there and I've had my butt handed to me a few times and it puts the fear in you. And um, over the last few years, just because it's so close, I'm not like you guys. We don't, Pennsylvania's got 160 uh, plus waterways. You guys put muskies. At least I know it was at least a few years ago, 160. That's a lot. That means within, you know, 
45 minute drive, you've got multiple places to fish. We don't have that in New York. You know, we've, we've got a handful of inland lakes, um, you know, Chautauqua being the, the most known, but I think there's four musky lakes within New York state, you know, and then we get our tigers. So a lot of times I don't have a full weekend to travel to go fish, but the there's only four musky lakes in New York. In inland uh, lakes, uh, Chautauqua, Juanita, Bear, Casadaga. That's four. Wow. Okay, and I never. That's that's news to me. That's we 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 get a couple rivers. You know the Susquehanna, the Allegheny. Um, there's some up in the Adirondacks, like the Great Chazy. Um, they did start putting a few muskies into Lake Champlain a few years ago, but with the immense size of Lake Champlain, I I haven't heard any about any catches. But if you want to talk about a place that a forty pounder is going to show up in a few years, uh, Lake Champlain is so big. There's so much room for them to you know live their life without pressure and they get to eat those greasy old trout that to me that someday someone's going to catch a nice 40 45 pounder out of there you know um yeah so we only have a handful of lakes but i've, I've got this giant lake right next to me and the salmon are fun um muskies i've muskies always gonna have my soft spot but I've never had a half hour fight out of a muskie. I've never had a muskie rip off 300 feet of line on me. That take 100 in and it rips 200 back off. You know, the, the, the salmon are a phenomenal, phenomenal fish. You know, for me, it started when, when our lakes got too warm uh, to muskie fish. The little salmon just come right by Rochester that time of year. So the, the timing was perfect. And uh, no, it's, it's fun you know, to, to change it up a little bit, because uh, for about 20 years, I only fished muskies every time I fished. And, um, you know, to, to rediscover fishing, you know, to be, to be a well-rounded fisherman, it's, it's put a big smile on my face. But uh, the lake is very dynamic. I, I saw, Ryan, I saw your fish hawk uh, video. And I was like, why is he running a fish hawk on... Uh, you know, with the musky crank, I was thinking, you know, with the downrigger and this and that. Um, but yeah, no, it's a totally different game. Totally different game. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And you guys are going to be running charters out of that this year, right? Uh, that's the goal. I uh, went up to captain school. Uh, that, what an experience that was. You can spend your whole life on the water and it does not prepare you for captain school. Um, I was joking that we're out there reading pirate maps and, you know, doing this and that. But, uh, no, it's, it, you know, it's always been a goal. But to be able to afford a, a boat like that, I have to have some money coming in. Um, so we'll right. give it a try. I, I told myself that uh, I'm going to give it a go until my son goes off to college here in a few years. And then I'll relook at it. But, no, thanks for asking. Um, you know, just a, just a little side venture. Just a little side venture. but. Yeah, having a having a bigger boat without a trailer definitely has its own issues. Yeah. So when when one boat's not uh you know enough of a headache, why not add another, right? That's, that's uh, what we do. That's awesome, dude. Um yeah, I think we're all pumped for you guys. I do have one little sidebar thing to bring up though, because I, I did talk to Katia a little bit, just a few minutes. Yeah, she's uh, few, she's been sick as a dog, just like I you heard. Were. Yeah, she just oh like man. You were. We, I, Owen had this too. Like we had this flu that was like just never ending, but it was three weeks for me, man. It was crazy. That's horrible. Put you on your butt. 
Oh, on my butt. Uh, I mean, I had to go to the ER at one point mid. No, you didn't. Yeah, because it, I was so dehydrated. Like, I, it just wouldn't go away, man. Like, it was get crazy. He got yeah, left so, out in a hallway. I did. Oh, what do you that, mean? that's a whole nother story. Oh, because it was like right in the middle of when everyone was going to the ER because the, they either had COVID, they had the flu, or they had that RSV, that uh, yeah, yeah, respiratory yeah, thing. Yeah. And it was so packed. It was right before the holidays. And dude, I got into, I ended up being like laying on a, a hospital bed in the hallway of an emergency room for like eight hours, here. man, coughing. And like, dude, I, it was, it was ridiculous. Anyway, I'm sure, the, I'm sure you were the happiest person in that hospital. I'm uh, sure you left. I was so I'm fucking sure pissed off, know. man. I'm sure you dude, let I them would, know. <laughs> I tried, you know, I'm, I'm always a nice guy. And I'm just like, listen, like, did someone forget about me? You know what I mean? I have literally been here. I've, I've watched shift changes for God's sake. <laughs> They're like the, those doctors were like, we've listened to your podcast. You're Fuck out. this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you were and Ryan, you were just as sick. Oh, we were we were bad, man. Ours was like a month and a half, and we were dead. We were both down. I somehow we still worked. I think I took one day off work. So I took one day off. I took yeah, one freaking it. day off. It was because even the day I went to the emergency room, I worked that morning and I went to the emergency room when I was done in court. I was in the ER until midnight that night. The only day I took off was that next day. And then after that, I worked right through it. I mean, when you own your own business, you, like you can't just take off. You know, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. People don't give a shit when you're sick. They don't care. Like they yeah. want their problem taken care of. Your problem is not their problem. Yeah, and that's, that's horrible. That's horrible. I feel horrible for you guys. I'm just lucky that I haven't got anything like that. That would... Hopefully she's feel, she starts feeling better here soon. I'd hate to see her down for a month. That that was miserable. But along those lines, though, I uh I wanted to just give a little plug to Chapter sixty nine of Muskie Zinc. Any of our listeners know like Muskie Zinc has been a huge deal for us as far as being able to like just meet people and learn as much as we can. Uh, you know, Katia kind of dropped a little little nugget on me about. Uh, you know her. I just want to give her a quick shout out. So she's maybe you can confirm this just for a minute. You know she she's running, so she's now the president of Chapter sixty nine Muskie Zinc, correct? For sure. Yeah, uh, she wow. started Muskie. She started Muskie fishing probably about the same time as you, Ryan. And she got the bug bad. I mean, she knows every lure. She knows every color. She knows. You know, That's she awesome. tells me she tells me where to. What the hell are you doing, Zach? You need to be over here doing this, doing that. You know, she's got a lot of time in the, um, you know, in the boat, but she's passionate about it. And uh, we needed someone like that to, to bring back the excitement. You know, um, our big Chautauqua showdown events where we used to pull, you know, 150 people. We want that back again. And she wants to bring that to to the people. Um, we needed someone that, that was passionate and that wanted to wanted to do things and be involved and. Ryan, like you're talking about meeting other members, um, learning from them, you know, fishing with them, talking to them. We want that back. Uh, we had lost that for, for a little while. And I would expect, um, I believe it's the 24th of June. I'd like to invite you guys. She's already talking to Charlie, trying to, we're just at the very beginning stages of trying to coordinate maybe a chapter challenge with Ooh. six. 
16 against 69. Ooh. Maybe, 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 maybe even add some Ohio guys. Ooh. And involve it all, all, right, all in the all tournament. Right, all right. All right. All right. I like the idea. Right, I like the idea. All right. So, but this is just one example of what she's trying to bring back. Okay. Um, she wants she wants to say, hey, Ryan, good luck today, but I'm going to beat you. You know, she you wants know to talk a little. So we should all just start talking shit right now. You know I what I mean? That. Like, all, it's it's all going to be, yes, from here on out. <laughs> this is amazing. I love this stuff. I'm not going to talk I, shit I love that. after I get the baits I need from Zach. Then I'll start yeah. talking shit. I'm going to need another Goldie and seven. And all right, hey, hey, but I'm not, I'm not putting this in stone, but I know that she just, just recently, I think over the past week, and talk to Charlie about it. We're just trying to get get that excitement back. Um, you guys have, in my my personal opinion, one of the absolute strongest Muskie Inc. clubs in the country. You have people that are passionate. You have people that care. You have money going in. You have money going out. You have projects getting done. You're involved with the hatchery. Um, you guys are spearhead, in my opinion, spearhead in the country on what a musky ink club should be. And you've had your trials and tribulations and your growing pains. And, and what you have now is the result of all that. So, man, am I jealous of what you guys have. The, the people, the bait makers, the support. And, um, yeah, we've learned a lot from Chapter 16 over the years. You know, uh, you, you guys do a phenomenal job. Well, Hashtag. the Muskie Hunks would 100% sponsor uh, the oh. the chapter challenge. Oh boy! So, you, so you, you think it's a good idea? I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it'd be. Yeah. I mean, 100%. anything that would anything that even if it's only a couple couple people, right. like yeah. just put it together and, and you know, like we've said before, your first year is just kind of a beginning, and let's see if if it takes off. If people are into it, cool. If people are not, hey, you just bag it. You know, yeah. we're, we're thinking. We were thinking maybe even if we got 10 boats at a, at a 16, that we would call that a success, you know? And yeah. if, if you go in with those expectations, I, I think we'll do well, but you guys are the first people that I've, that has been brought up to publicly. So, so hopefully we can get the ball rolling to see the excitement out of you guys. It makes me want to, want to say, Hey, let's do it. You know, but I, I miss, I miss those big tournaments. I miss meeting up, hanging out, talking, um, a lot of these people that, that I see, some of them are only once or twice a year. I may, I may see some of my friends face to face, maybe at a show and then maybe at a tournament. So those, those, those times are important to me, you know, to be able to see people, to talk to people. I value their friendships, but unfortunately I'm just, I'm just not able to see them as much as I want. So we're trying to bring that back. We're trying to bring that back and, um, seeing how you guys got excited. Man, it gets me excited. Makes me wanna makes me wanna call up Charlie and say, Charlie, let's do it. You know? Dude, get him, get him going. Let's do this. I'm I'll freaking I, I don't even I've never even launched my boat yet. And I'll bring it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready to let's go. go. Hey, isn't it that's that's what you said after you caught your big one out of Chautauqua on your video? You go, let's do, 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 go. <laughs> I, I, I think you use like that, a car horn by the way, car horn or something like that. I have one video out there on YouTube of, and that, that fish we caught, that was my first tournament fish ever. And that was in the Chautauqua showdown that you guys put on. And I don't know if you remember this, but I came up to you. We were at, uh, we were at real outdoors for the, the cookout afterward. Yep. 
I came up to you and I said, Zach, I caught my first Baker fish today. And I was, dude, I was 40 inch fish. I was ready to start a guide service at that point. I was like, Let's man, go. I love it. I can do this. I was fired up, man. It was awesome. Hey, you the came. old Dunning Kruger effect, right? Yes, exactly. 100%. <laughs> hey, you came, you saw, you conquered, you left with a smile. Um, yeah, no, it's, let's hope, let's hope we can do that again next summer. It's, it's for me to look forward to things, whether it's musky shows, tournaments, it helps me pass my time. You know, I need to always be looking forward to something where for me, I get a little bored. Right. Wouldn't you yeah. say the same way? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Especially this time of year. Like, you know, you've got to have something, the carrot in the stick, you know, you got to have something just in front of you to be able to right now it's the shows, but then you got to look into, okay, right after the shows, what do you do? What do you look forward to? Got to look forward to Chautauqua guys. It, you know, season doesn't open until what first weekend in June. Um, the third weekend of May to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, end of May third, fourth. So, weekend. I mean, so you got a, so you have a period of time there where you can't get out there and fish, you know, you, so you kind of go and stir crazy. That's, that's why we Katia and I fell in love with traveling to Pennsylvania in the past. I had gone down to Kentucky, Ohio, all these other places. I'm never driving out of, you know, uh, I'm never driving past Pennsylvania again. You guys have a phenomenal fishery. Um, you know, we've, we've caught fish in March. You know, which was, um, I remember going down there feeling like I was doing something wrong, you know, because I was like, why are we fishing so early? Is this, is this really allowed? So, no, you, you guys you guys have something neat. But when, when I first started up Chapter 69, it was the third weekend in June. So we yeah. had to wait. We had to wait till middle of June to be able to musky fish. And uh, just dealing with the state, we got that opened up end of May. So those are those, you know, a direct result of a musky ink, um, you know, move. We also got the size limit increased. And uh, is it June 1st? Yep. It is June 1st. The The president let me know. She's listening. Nice. Nice. So got to keep you know. in line. Yo, keep me in line. Hey. President. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure she'll listen to critique how I did. So she'll hear that. She'll Madam, Madam President, Madam right? President, there you go, Madam President. Hey, hey, but I tell you right now, she just proves that you don't need excess testosterone to catch these fish. You know that that mm. anybody that anybody can enjoy it. You know whether you're young, whether you're old, man, woman, it doesn't matter. I mean, some about being out on the lake, reeling a fish in. It's, it's how can you not smile? How do you not get excited? You know, and and, and if you don't, it's time to get a new hobby, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yep. hundred yeah. percent. So what else, uh, what else do we want to cover here tonight? Is there anything um, else with the New York Muskie Expo that we missed? Sure. Um, we, we've got 10 or 11 guides, um, set up for the show. Uh, can I run through the names real quick? Yeah, dude. Yes, ahead. please. All righty. Uh, Captain Chaos, you know, he does Pennsylvania and New York, uh, CEO guide service, my buddy, Daryl. Um, he does multi-species guide up here in Chautauqua. Uh, Medicine Man Charters coming out from Lake St. Clair. So, you know, Ryan, if you're going to miss the show, maybe, you know, this would have been a guy maybe you could talk to. Hey, what colors work best in this? And, you know, St. Clair, those guys have a lot of knowledge out there. Um, we get the guys Muddy Creek, absolute legends, you know, in our area. There's no one that's booked as much or catches as many fish with the experience, plus they're nice guys. Um, absolute 
phenomenal asset. We're going to have Mike Halbert coming in, uh, Chase Gibson, like I said, a young kid. Uh, we have Troy Liedman. Now we have Hans um, from Red October. He's been doing guiding, multi-species, you know, whether it's walleye, lake trout, giant muskies. Uh, he's doing phenomenal. We have Queen City Guides. And we've got a guy close to me. His name is Buckle Morrow. Um, he'll be doing guy. He'll be doing trips this uh, summer also. So those those are our guides. We have manufacturers. We've got you know Niagara Muskie Association will be there. Um, they've got a big project that I can't really talk about right now, but um, you know it's it's a restoration project for our Great Lakes fishery. Um, Chapter sixty nine is there to handle our inland. Try to try to cover everything. Uh, we have also got the um, Chautauqua, is the Kanawango, is the it's a waterkeeper, it's alliance. So if you guys have fished Chautauqua over the summer, you know, especially August, September, you you see it's not always the prettiest water, right? Yeah, yeah, I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, right. So what what this what they're trying to do is help protect the water, uh, what goes into the water, and what's coming out of the lake. You know, a lot of times you get those crazy algae blooms due to, you know, runoff from fertilizer. So there it's to, to the best of my knowledge, I'd only heard of them this winter. I don't know if it's a, a new alliance or if they've been around for a while, but they're going to go through and, and just help try to try to help manage um, the water quality of the lake. So, um, you know, we've we've seen so many issues between, you know, the weed killer you know, this, that, and the other, these crazy algae blooms, um, dealing with property owners, dealing with recreational fishermen, just trying to find a happy balance to try to keep the lake healthy. So, you know, supporting the lakes, supporting the fishery, supporting our small time lure makers, supporting the guides. Um, I really hope that as many people are able to make it as possible because there, there are good, good uh, results from it. Um, some of the money that will be used this year from our fundraisers, I don't know if you guys have seen, but at all the boat launches at Chautauqua and our Muskie Lakes, we have signs to let people know the minimum length, the season, um, and a little bit about the muskies. So those have faded out pretty bad, so we're going to try to replace those this summer. Um, but that's one of our goals through the club. That's awesome stuff there, for sure. Uh, any questions? Any Anything I can... I don't know, man. We covered uh, we covered New York pretty well. I yeah, mean, I think we've covered. I mean, my main questions were really like, you know, the, what sets it apart, and you've one hundred percent covered all that. Like, I mean, there's so many vendors, so many. I mean, that list does not match with Musky Max. Okay, like so, anyone that's like wondering, like if this is if like they are two, there might be a couple of vendors that are similar. This is these are really two completely different shows. And like you said, Muskie Max is very established in the Western Pennsylvania area. Like we really want to encourage people to check this out because it is not like a second musky max do you know what i mean it is a completely different show that has its own flavor that it's in its own vendors and and it's 100 worth checking out um, just by looking at our list out of our 22 bait manufacturers I, I to the best of my knowledge i only see eight of those that go to the musky max so right. we have 20 21 bait manufacturers only eight of those have i ever seen at the musky max so the, yeah, you you do get you do get a different range, 
And and that's a good thing because why have another cookie cutter show? That's it's not exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean you've you've essentially taken the show, you've made it available to us and to really everybody that you know is in is in the game as far as musky fishing and people that may not have any exposure to it. And you guys have made that your own. And that's a kind of a huge deal because it it really is. It's it's a separate entity and you know, there's a lot of like awesome things that you guys are doing that a lot of other shows just aren't. So kudos to you guys, man. That's a lot of hard work that goes into this stuff. And I, I think, um, you know, the other thing too, is like for anybody that goes to that show, like I would, I would take the time to, you know, stop by Zach and, and Steve and thank them for the effort that goes into this. Stuff Absolutely. This There's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of hours that go into this stuff and putting things together and managing vendors. Like, it's got to be like herding cats. Like I know what that's like uh. in my personal life, but like it's, it, you got to, you know, it's a lot of hard work and effort to, to essentially bring us a show that we can go and have fun for a weekend and just be kind of, I, I like to use the term like immerse yourself in the musky world because to me that's that's, what a, these... that's a very good way to put it. Like this is a great show where you can really do that because you're all there, like just come just and soak it. it all in. Immerse yourself. Well, the hardest thing for me this year is going to be that, you know, I got a taste of what it, the other side of it's like last year with Owen having his little booth. And now I got to be back waiting in line at two in the morning with Ryan and Dan. It's just <laughs> to get to get my uh, it. bait. It is different, dude. It is different being inside before the show starts. You know, I, I think it's one of those things from my perspective. I mean, all I really do is like just kind of dumb YouTube stuff. And to be able to like sit down and work with Sean and set things up, like even like the flags, like you guys walk around shows and things like that. You see a lot of like the signs, like to be involved in that. And like, I know, like uh, we'll, we'll set a little shout out here. Like I know uh, our buddy Craig, he's up there. I know he, he set some signs out for you guys. Like yeah, Craig's phenomenal. That's, uh, you Absolutely. know, that's, we love Craig, loyal listener. We, and we, we, we love loyal listeners here. Hey, yeah, Craig, yeah. if you're, Absolutely. Craig, if you're out there, Craig, if you're out there, we know you're listening. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal asset you are to, to Steve and I, the, the work you put in the time, the effort, know it's appreciated. It's acknowledged and, uh, we couldn't do it without you. Awesome. And, uh, that's the type of thing too. Like I, I know I've talked to him a good bit. Like I know that he's pumped to be a part of this and even like driving signs around and like being at the show, like be, feeling like you're a part of this. Like it, I'm telling you right now, Zach, like that means a lot to him to be involved in this. And for the fact that you guys are giving New York a show, like a lot of people that show up there, like that is something that probably gets overlooked and it's not talked about enough. Like, that's a huge deal to people to be able to have this and to go and have a weekend to just, again, just be involved in musky, whatever it is. If you're after baits, you know, rods and that's whatever. It's like, we only get this once a year. You get one crack at a show like this and it, it means a lot to a lot of people. So, you know, you, you talk a lot about, you know, being thankful and giving people the kudos for doing the work, but like, thank you guys for taking the time and the effort and all the hard work to put in on these shows to make sure that guys like us can come out and have fun and enjoy a weekend and get our baits and get our, our nets and our bump boards and everything else. Because we, we really, seriously, we really appreciate the time and the effort that you guys put in there. 
so awesome to hear. So awesome to hear that 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 it's worth it. So absolute absolute pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you for your audience. You know that that took the time to listen to us, and um, just know it's an honor. It's a treat. Thrilled to be on. Wish you guys the absolute best of the best uh, over this next year. I wish you guys all brand new PBs and. A big old smile you got going, Ryan. I want to see lots of those after June. We just got to grind through. We'll do our best there, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens this year. I'll be smiling either way, Zach. When you get those big, those overtime paychecks, right? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but thank you for joining us, Zach. We really appreciate it, man. Absolute, yeah, absolute, fun, and, absolute I, and You can count me in for, for New York. Would that be 2024? Holy shit. Can't believe it's going to be 2020. No, this is 2023. I thought you were talking about the showdown. You must be talking about the show. No, no, no. But you could count me in for the showdown, too. You can count me in for the showdown. But I mean, for next year, for the New York show, I will absolutely be, you know, you can count me in for that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And uh, yeah, on behalf of Steve and I, you know, I keep saying it again, but you know, very thankful. Should we plug the uh, the actual show location date? Time, yeah, let's do that one more time. time yeah, officially before we get out of here. Official. All righty, please come to the New York State Muskie <laughs> Muskie Expo. <laughs> It'll be held on February fourth and fifth at the Chautauqua Inn and Suites, located at two fifteen West Lake Road in Mayville. It'll be on the northwest side of the lake. Um, you, you will see the signs that Craig put out, um, you know, around town we, uh, we open up at nine o'clock, uh, on Saturday, we run till 5 PM. Our lure swap is at seven o'clock. Feel free for the public to come, uh, bring all your lures. Maybe you can get rid of some, um, eat some free pizza. Listen to that, folks. That's open to the public. That means if you come there for, you know, if you want to buy baits, bring all your old stuff. Bring the stuff that's box riding and bring it to the lure swap and, you know, see what worse worse everyone can say is no. Right. And some that may not be valuable to you might be valuable to another person. One man's trash is another treasure. Um, Sunday. Uh, we're going to have a shorter day from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, Saturday, we're going to have our three seminars. Sunday, we'll have two. And and I'm telling you, if you're a listener, maybe you're on the edge thinking, hey, maybe I want to get into musky fishing. For your $15 to be able to listen to some of these some of these seminars, Tonya, I, I think it's a great bang for your buck. You know, to go into a seminar for $5 each, that's about what it works out to. You know, to hear Mike Halbert, Vance Garman, you're going to hear Brian Clark and myself ramble on. I, I guarantee if you listen to those people, you're going to learn some. And, and the most successful muskie fishermen that I've ever shared the boat with, they fish with a bunch of people and they take one trick from each person. You know, I'll take a trick from Owen. I'm going to take a trick from Donnie. I'm going to take a trip you know, from Ryan and, and Nick, you know, I'm going to learn a trick from each one of you guys, put that in my pocket. When I'm out fishing, it's going to make me a better fisherman. And that's something you're able to do by, by meeting all these people and, and also get camaraderie. You know, how do you meet other musky fishermen? 
Well, you know, you can meet them at a show. You can meet them through a club. That's awesome, man. That's a good recap for sure. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, just so everyone knows, he said it starts at 9 on Saturday, but you got to be there by 7 p.m. Friday if you want to be <laughs> Yeah, you better, I, I, get, better get there early, boys. Ryan, do you think you're going to – how's work looking for you? Any idea? I don't know, man. It's I, right now. I don't have any. I have so many question marks about life this year. You did. You did so good for us last year that it, that I could never ask for anything else. Um, yeah, you did phenomenal for us, Steve and I. I mean, we we still talk about how how great a job you did. The one so, thing I didn't you. get. The one thing I didn't get. I was I was trying to herd cats. I didn't get my Zach Baker interview. So we got to do that at some point. Uh, maybe one time you could chase down Katia. She's been uh, running from we, you. We since, thought since we yeah. thought Katia might. We thought Katia was going to be joining us here tonight. We didn't know she uh, was man, under the weather. She's sick as a dog. Yeah, hopefully no, she doesn't dude, I get have. That, man. Hopefully she doesn't have what you guys. I mean, I'm knocking on wood right now. I mean, three weeks, a month, getting your butt kicked. Jeez, I hope that's not what, what she has. But take yeah. your vitamins, buddy. Yeah, I tried giving her vitamins the other day. I go here, take your vitamins. She's getting pushed them right back to me. <laughs> she should have taken them. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have taken some more vitamins. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, All that's right, what boys. we learned tonight. Come to the New York Muskie Expo and eat your vitamins. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> Zach. Thank you again, man. This has Thanks, been a blast. Zach. Thanks. Man. Absolute, absolute pleasure to have you guys this time tonight and for your audience and you know, a platform to be able to promote the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Zach. Awesome, man. Thanks, guys. Take care, guys. Right. Peace. I had to shake them on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.